1: Hey, Mark, Mm -hmm. I've been saying for years that Ping help you play your best because that is exactly what they've done for me throughout my entire career. And now I've been having a look at the new Blueprint S and T irons and, boy, they are impressive. So much so that I've got the new Blueprint S irons in my bag at the moment.
2: So what do you like about them so much? I mean, I've never seen you this excited about a golf club.
1: Well, I could go through the specs, which are exceptional, but I won't. I will say, though that if you're looking for more ball speed and if you want to lower your scores, if you want to mix and match and still look great, you should check them out because the new Blueprint S&T irons, they are definitely worth a look. Nice. Just book in with your local golf shop or professional to arrange a ping club fitting. Welcome to week three of the golfing year. Former world number
0: 16 Nick O'Hearn and former tour pro Mark Allen are bright-eyed, bushy-tailed and ready for a massive 2024 of tall birdie to me. And we welcome back our great mates at Ping. They'll help you play your best and you can arrange a Ping club fitting from your local golf shop or professional. And also welcome back to Golf Clearance Athlete. You can head in store at Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane or Perth or check them online at golfclearanceathlet.com.au. You will be impressed. But now, they're back. The number one Australian golf podcast, Nick O'Hearn and Mark Allen. This is Talk Birdie to Me.
2: Well, it's 2024. We went on a holiday at just the wrong time. I'd like to welcome back Ping <laughs> and the Golf Clearance Outlet for their support once again in uh, this year. And we did go on the holidays a little early, Nick. There's no doubt about that. Before we get into talking about golf, um, I do want to say that I've seen some footage of you swinging the club right-handed. <laughs> and if you haven't got... A golf link number associated with the name Nico. Who for mm-hmm. your right hand? Then I'll be disappointed. What's the latest?
1: Okay, the latest is this. So last year we spoke about it, right? Yeah, yeah. How, yeah, I needed to try and get that right-handed handicap. Couldn't do it under my own name, but right. spent a few weeks up at uh, our place near Cathedral yes. over Christmas, yes, and the New Year's. And I thought, right, I'm going to do this. So yeah. went into the pro shop, Betsy James, Betts, the pro, one of the pros there. Yeah. I said, how do I do it? And uh, he said, well, I can't do it under your name. I said, well, I've got the perfect name for you, <laughs> Nick Ohu. So I handed my went out and played 18 holes off the tournament tees, handed yeah. my first card in, and I now have a golf link number as now Nick you, Ohu.
2: You shot 85, right? I did. Really, Dan, that's <laughs> annoying, mate. <laughs> yes. that, that's really annoying.
1: Well, my goal was not to lose a ball and not to make any double bogeys in the 18 holes, and I didn't achieve
2: both. No doubles?
1: No, I, I, oh, that was my yeah. goal. <laughs> <laughs> How many balls did you lose? I only lost one on the 17th, second last hole. How many doubles? Two. Any birdies? No birdies. So I was very consistent. I'd played very steady. I was playing for bogey a
2: lot. Now, I had a spy walking around the golf course. Okay. Apparently, Nico, who's an angry man. (laughs) Is that that
1: right? I must admit, the language is a little different (laughs) to when I play from the other side of the ball. It's really bizarre. Uh, It's actually, in a way, when I play with my wife, it's the same thing. The language out of her mouth is a little different (laughs) to what I'm used to as well on the golf course. So uh, something about that white ball brings out the worst in us. And maybe for me... You know my alter ego, right-handed. It's, uh, it's what brings <laughs> it out. Because left-handed, I usually don't say much.
2: <laughs> well, I want to see what that first-handicap's going yeah. to be, but that is—it's um, quite amazing. You shoot eighty-five at Cathedral off the tournament tees. So it's actually not fair. Um Stacks happening since we've been gone. Well, we've been gone three, four, five weeks. Yeah. Not mm. sure what it's been, but the PGA Tour and Live Tiger and Nike and the Australian Open for twenty twenty-four still hasn't got a home. So where are we going to start? Mm. Um, I want to start with the PGA Tour and live. Okay. Um, it looks like the agreement to agree is uh, continuing. I think there was a deadline of November 2023, but that deadline has been extended. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I keep on going to what Rory said when he left that uh, committee on the PGA Tour. What was that committee called? The Players' uh, Advisory, Council. Advisory Council. When he left that, he kept on talking about a Grand Prix of golf. Um the people that I read on social media and follow, um, that seems to be uh, linked mm-hmm. with the new direction, and I fully support. It. I would love to see it. And if you this is your first time on the Talk Birdie to Me program, all four majors, the Players Championship, the Best American events, plus the Australian Grand Prix, plus the Japanese Grand Prix, the Irish Grand Prix, the Scottish Grand Prix, and whatever else they yep. can get out there. Big fields, the best fields, big money, and a guarantee of the best players playing against each other more often than just the four majors and the players' championship. I would love to see that, whether it's got Aramico behind it or not. <laughs>
1: Nick, you? Uh, I would love to see that as well. I just wonder how they're going to put it all together because then – what happens to the PGA Tour? Does that yeah. become a feeder to it? Uh, in, in a way, maybe it already is. Yeah. Um, you know, with what's been going on with Liv recently, with John Rahm and everything, and the contract he signed. Um, how you fit everything into that schedule, I don't know. that. I mean, the deadline came and passed, and I read something on social media the other day. I don't know if this is true, and, hey, mm-hmm. rumors are great, obviously. But yeah. But uh, I heard Monaghan was talking to Yasser recently, and apparently talks went really well, but it was the first time they'd spoken since
2: June 6th. Hard to comprehend. I mean, the first time? Seriously? C-ca- impossible. They've got to have
1: ongoing talks. Impossible. Yeah. You scratch your head. That can't be. That, actually, surely that's not right. right. That's what I heard. So, <clears throat> again, it could be just a rumour, but, you know. It's it, sure, is, sure it is it's what wrong. it is. And, and Rory, you know, he was playing in Dubai, and we'll talk about the Dubai event. Yep. That was a great finish, by the way. We'll talk about that later. But... Uh, you know, Rory came out with comments about. Um, he did. What was that podcast he did? It was some uh, football podcast in the UK. And, you know, he said he was a bit judgmental about the players going early because people yep. aren't in the same situation as myself or Tiger, et cetera, et cetera. That's all well and good and fine. He did come up with, the I think, the ideal scenario. Um, and what we've sort of spoken about, the, more the IPL model, hmm. where you might do a six to eight week. Uh, type team run of events. Maybe you put a a month of events in May and a month of events in November and then you get all the best players in the world playing these little team series. That sounds exciting to me. I've always loved that last event on the live schedule, that team format that was originally in Miami it really had some juice to it, and that was the one I loved watching. The mm. rest, uh, not so much. Now, again, Sergio's come out and gone, Well, no, I don't really agree with that because what happens to the rest of the live schedule? We love mm. playing all these events. So, how they're going to work all this out, I don't know.
2: Well, the big stumbling block that I see is that if you're still going to have the DP World Tour and you're still going to have the PGA Tour and you're still going to have live golf, mm-hmm. um, at the moment, the Players' Championship and the Four Majors count on both the DP World Tour and the the PGA Tour, the money earned there goes on the both. Correct. They they couldn't do it with a fifteen season schedule for the big ones because it would be too big an advantage, wouldn't it, Nick?
1: You would think so, yeah. Because the money in those is going to be insane, yeah. isn't it? It's going to be astronomical. I well, would then... say
2: thirty million a pop is what I would am- would be my uh, estimate if I'm, they're going
1: to do it properly. I'm guessing. And then what's the qualification? Because the Official World Golf Rankings. Now with players on live, we know that that's probably not reflected in, in how good those players are. So they maybe can have to come up with another system to how they rank these players.
2: Would it be a points system? We know the Challenger PGA Tour Australasia now does a point system and that is because they deem it to be fairer mm-hmm. would it would that be a way of doing it to where you might have a Grand Prix, let's say it's the Australian Open uh, and in America they play a tournament, next you know, to the Australian Open the same week and yeah. the same thing happens well, on, on the DP World Tour. They do the same thing and maybe you're playing for 10,000 points in the Australian Grand Prix but in Europe and America you're only playing for 7,000 points. I, look, I'm I'm just throwing yeah, you yeah. ideas. Would that be a fairer way of doing I, things? I
1: would say, yeah, well, that's how we run our order of merit here. That's what they do with the FedEx Cup and obviously in Europe as well at the moment. So... Now, if you did that on a global scale, it's kind of a world rating type system, yep. and then you'd allocate some to the live events as well. Um, that'll be a tricky one because there's obviously so few players in that one. Yeah. So
2: The other one, Nick, is mm. that when it does come to the Australian Open, we want to see our locals with a chance of winning their home national championship. Yes, for sure. So then how do we do that? How because do we fill the field? How do we fill the field? So <laughs> I, I imagine it would be a case of hundred and twenty players. We're trying to get you know fields of a hundred. What is it? One hundred and forty four, one hundred and fifty six, mm-hmm. uh, somewhere up around that number. If you had hundred and twenty players, and then you kind of have, I don't know, do you have Monday queues to get into these things? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm again. I'm I'm yeah. passing this over to you, uh, or do you fill the field with the home country going? Okay, we've got thirty five spots for this event, um, and, and they make that decision. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I, I would love to see it go to the home country, yeah, f- filling too. those spots.
1: You'd take the top 50 or whatever guys from around the globe, or top 70 maybe, yeah. and then you put 50 of, of the top Aussie guys in or something. I mean, what an opportunity that would be. And the interesting part about that whole thing is, well, what happens if one of the unknown, well, not an unknown Aussie, but one of the local Aussies wins? Do they
2: then get status on this World but, Grand Prix tour? Yeah, so? they do. Yeah, they'd have to. <laughs> well, exactly. They, they'd have to. See, so, mm. so this is the conundrum. I know. If... A a young, um, let's say Max Charles. All right, Max plays well, gets an invite, wins this thing. Okay, now is he ex- exempt for the next five years on yeah. the Grand Prix circuit for winning the Australian Open, or do you only give yeah. that benefit to winning the majors still? So there, there are lots of little bits and pieces that people in the game. We'd have to sit around a table yep. and nut out. This is going to take a long time.
1: I, I think it was, it's not going to happen this year. Obviously, next year possibly, but 2026 maybe. Yeah, it would be my best guess. Um,
2: what would happen to live? Now I'm asking that question not as a live hater, which many mm-hmm. people think we are. Yeah, right. Which <laughs> right. just we're, it's our least enjoyed format of the game. That's sure. all. Is we don't hate it. Yep. In fact, Adelaide was unbelievable, yeah. but we don't hate it. But, it's you know, I'd r- much rather watch a four-round tournament with the cut with the best young players trying to win a tournament. That's just me.
1: Um, That's where I find... Yeah,
2: no, what happens there yeah. to live?
1: Well, this is where I think the issue comes is how do you work this format out? I'm not sure it's actually going to happen. I, it, something needs to happen. I just don't know how they're going to do it. The way the IPL-type scenario, which I just mentioned Rory said, I think that'd be a great option yep. to do it. And then you have more of these lower live events for you know, cause they've signed on these guys for a few years. Not that yeah. that really matters. I wouldn't think. Yeah. Uh, that's a, a possibility there, but what it's done and, and Rory came out and said it last year is it has exposed all the PGA tour flaws. Yeah. Uh, the sponsorship money, like we got sponsors pulling out on the, in the U S um, coming up like yeah. Wells Fargo, uh, is out of Charlotte the farmers they're looking at getting out of golf which yes. is tory pines i mean that they they've been there since they've been in there about 15 years and let's
2: give the reasoning for that it's because the pga tour are now asking these mm-hmm. uh, sponsors to put in 25 million dollars worth of prize money and the sponsors are going well we're putting in all this money but you can't guarantee us the field yeah exactly and, well, and they're and putting in what, more yeah. and we're getting less and, and and now you want us to go again Exactly. Well, it just doesn't work that exactly. way. So um, that is a bit of an issue. Mm. Now, again, all these tournament, all, all, all that sort of stuff will disappear if Aramico come in and are accepted. And then we have different tiers of tournaments where the majors would still be number one. Yep. Then you have the players' championship. And I would love to see the Australian it's Open cool. and yeah. all the rest of them on a level peg with the Players' Championship. So you've got the top four, yep. and then maybe you've got the next, I don't know, ten?
1: Seven or eight. Seven yeah. or eight. Take your best national opens around around the world. And they're on that
2: level. would yep. be just a dream mm. for everybody, apart from the American golfers, probably. Oh, <laughs> very much so, trust Pro- me. Probably, <laughs> probably for a dream for everyone else around the world except some of the American players well, who the, have had it so easy for so long. Yeah,
1: the biggest issue is a global tour, yeah, say it's 18, 20 events, that's a lot of travel, and it's a lot of. Travel. I know a lot of Americans; they don't like to travel.
2: So, oh, okay, I've got. I'm glad you're here. So, how many events do you think they would be happy traveling? So, if they got their four majors. And they've got their Players Championship, mm-hmm. and what are the other big ones? The Memorial, well, on. Arnold Palmer, you got, you got which, which 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 are the bigger uh, yeah. well, American the open,
1: events? The Open you got to travel for, obviously. So yeah, you got the three majors one. in the US. So
2: you have got three majors in the Players uh, Championship.
1: Players, you got Memorial. Memorial. you'd do Bay Hill, Arnie, yeah. Arnie's yeah. event, something okay. like that. You'd so probably, that's six now in prob- America. Probably like something like the Heritage. Seven. Um, Give them one more. Yeah, and then something on the west coast. I would imagine maybe you know, Torrey was always up there, but that's probably not. Maybe a Phoenix or uh, or a
2: Pebble Beach, something like. That. something like that yeah. okay so they get eight It's mm. a good whack yeah that's a really good whack so yeah. if they've got eight and then there's another seven it's not asking for much for these players
1: to travel seven eight maybe yeah. maybe ten weeks of the year overseas so if
2: they've got eight and they've got another seven including the open championship mind you mm-hmm. that means you've got six more events it means they only have to travel internationally seven times and and let's let's be honest Let's just put the Open, the Scottish Open, the Irish Open, all in a line. There's just one trip for them that they can bowl over. Perfect. And then just the Japan Open needs to be big. Australasian swing. The Australasian (laughs) swing would be lovely. Aussie, South Africa. That's right. Japan. And and the reason, Nick, that you and I are very enamoured with this is because if the Australian Open attracts the top 120 players on the planet... And if you put the Australian PGA the week before, uh, and let's say the Australian Masters comes back, or the Sandbelt Classic the week after, correct. The dream is that those tournaments are on the DP World Tour, and you will attract some really Mm. high-level players either side of the Grand Prix Australian Open. That's what we. That's the dream, and that way we get three weeks of amazing golfers in Victoria, New South Wales. Uh, Queensland lives in Adelaide and I'd love to see Lake karen up used mm. for something. I mean it's a, it's a wonderful course. Certainly is. Yeah. No, for sure.
1: Well, there's so much to think about. And funnily enough, you know, we're talking about PGA Tour and Live. At the moment, their season's about to start in two or three weeks. I yep. think first week of Feb. Yep. John Rahm, as we know, signed uh back in December. Yes. They haven't even announced what team he's on. Yes. And I think the two which don't have um, ownership by the players are the Cliques and the Ironheads. The Ironheads. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I'd An Ironhead or a Clique? I'd rather be a Clique, personally. <laughs> or they were talking about creating a 13th team and then bringing two or three more other players well, to join Ram on that team. What do you think?
2: That's next on my list. Mm, now, okay. are, there, are there a few players playing these early events well, trying to gather... For the points. Uh, enough points to get in the top 50 where they'll be exempt into the majors and then taking the money that will only ever be on offer one more time. Or, has the PGA Tour already negotiated after the Rahm move? No more. We we give up. <laughs> yeah. Uncle, right? Yeah. It's like, you know what it's like? It's like when you're a little kid and you, you had a big kid jump on your chest and do the typewriter. Yeah. That's what Live with Ram did to the PGA Tour. They're on top. They're doing the typewriter. They're just about to twist the nose and go to the ears. Has the PGA Tour said, all right, you got us, yeah. mate. You got us. Or could there be a couple other players ready to jump and take 100 mil, say? I,
1: I think what's done is done right now. The, one of the biggest surprises was Ram was actually in Hawaii. The previous week at at Kapalua. <laughs> yes. He must have booked a holiday or something, thought, well I don't want to um, I don't want to give up the holiday, I'll be there. And he wasn't even playing the century, so that's a bizarre.
2: Uh final, final question on mm. it. Pie in the sky, or will we see something special in twenty twenty five?
1: Ooh, twenty twenty five. I think we'll see a change, but it won't be the final product. Okay. That's what I think.
2: I'm hopeful that they'll get it sorted. Yep. They've got they've got 10 months. Well, they've got nine
1: months. There's so much to happen.
2: To work through it all. Mm, so much to happen. I think with uh, the $800 million, billion uh, PIF fund, uh, I think you can make anything happen. You can move them out well. when you've got that sort of stuff behind you. Very true. Uh, Nike. We've been talking about him wearing FootJoy shoes mm. for a long time. We saw it coming. Well, you
1: first brought it to the attention. I'll I'll, I'll give you credit there, Mark. You jumped on board, technically. (laughs) You (laughs) jumped on board. Um, I knew about it. Do you
2: think it's as simple as he's going to us, or do you think he'll take his TW motif and do his own thing?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I know there was a, uh, what was the shoe company I heard the other day that someone went to a while back? Roger Federer had started his own little Oh, okay. side little thing where he took an equity stake in it. Now Tiger interestingly I don't think he ever had much equity in Nike. I think he just went on contract for through contract and yeah. I was reading the numbers earlier it was like 660 million. And remember back in 1996 like when he first yeah. about to turn pro He did a five year deal for $40 million, and everyone's going, Wow, that is insane. Insane. Never heard of anything like it. It it was crazy. Now it's just like, "Ah, Yeah, okay, that's great. (laughs) Standard (laughs) Standard sort of thing. I think it's
2: moved to 100 million a year. Yeah, well, what he did did after
1: that was, I think, 100 million for, um, I think it was about five years, and then he did a 320 million for eight years, and then his last deal was 200 million for 10 years. 200 million a year for 10 years? No, no, no. I think it was uh, 20 million a year. Okay. Yeah. $200 Okay, $200 no. a million a year—that would be nice. That's more Michael Jordan esque. Yeah, it's
2: uh, Air Jordan uh, yeah, label well, stuff. But he
1: took an equity. So
2: um, I wonder. I wonder if he was looking for an equity. Perhaps. And maybe they said no. Mm. You know who did and he get started uh, wearing foot joys just to piss him off. You
1: know who I think did get equity in the company. Who? And just left Nike. Who? Jason Day. <laughs> Did you see what he was wearing? Yeah. I know. It's a company called uh, Melbourne.
2: Melbourne. Ma- or Melbourne. It's not Mel- me- It's not Melbourne. Yeah.
1: But uh, Melbourne. And I, they're like a streetwear inspired type. Um, I, I don't know what you'd call it, but I wasn't that impressed with what he was wearing.
2: I've seen better dressed golfers personally. Yeah. Nick, yeah. I've seen much better dressed golfers than yeah. uh, what Jason Day was I don't think he was on him.
1: what Tiger was on at Nike. But uh, anyway, apparently it fit... Uh, fit what he's looking for and good luck to him.
2: Well, I reckon he'll be wearing footjoys for the rest of his life Mm -hmm. and I think you'll find that there will be a Tiger Woods label Yeah, and he will just make billions. It'll all be his. Yeah, for sure. It won't be a Michael Jordan where he gets 10% of sales. He'll get 90% of sales and 10% Mm. to run the country, run the company and then away he goes. You've been a FootJoy guy your My whole, whole life? career, yeah. A- as, whole life.
1: as have I, yeah. the same. Have you ever done the little make your own style? I'm sure you yeah, have. Yeah I've, you? I've yeah, I've got did two sets. Did you put pens. Mark Allen on it? No, I didn't. <laughs> I, I
2: resisted the wank effect. I, I did. <laughs> Actually, you know what I might do? I might get a Nico Hoop. pair. <laughs> yeah, Nico You should get a Nico Who. But I, I've i got three uh, of my own design and I love them. I, I absolutely love them. And, right. and yeah. by the way, I was told this a long time ago with the old foot joys. When I was working at uh, Los Colinas Country Club, uh, the locker attendant was his name was Sydney, and hmm. Sydney was a ripper. He's a great bike, and every time I take my dirty old foot joys to Sydney, I would come back after lunch, and they were brand new, they were pristine. Anyway, so I said, "Mate, how do you do it?" And he took me out the back, and you know what the secret is? Laundry soap. Oh, really? And a sponge. So he would get laundry soap and a sponge, and you know how you've got the blue edge, which is a bit harsher, yeah. and the, then it's just a sponge? Right. He'd put laundry soap on the sponge with warm water, and the the dirt in the creases of the foot joys would literally just fall out. Wow. It was amazing. And I'm, I've been doing that with my <laughs> new foot joys, that I've created my own. I've had them for two years really? and They're still brand new. Did he get the
1: buffing machine like the guy out of K-Shack <laughs> in, the lo- in the locker oh, room at the you. end? Yeah. <laughs> Turns it into a grinder.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but he had he had a buffing machine, but he didn't use it. He, uh, did, he didn't use it, and uh, always hey, he used to give me brand new spikes once a month. I used to love it. What, what do you mean you get your own designs? Well, there, there's the there's, there's, it's they like go to you, the website. It's like you're the, the, doing your own car. Yeah. You know, you can pick the uh, interior, you can pick uh-huh, the wheels. Yes. All right, but uh, for instance, there's uh, the saddle. And then there's the accent. It's like a build your own. Yes. Yeah. You build your own yeah, shoe, yeah. basically. Great. Yeah, yeah it, it's so good. You just go, to, go to footjoy.com.au. Follow the links you and the you can design
1: of, your own. You get your football team colours or whatever. I'm Fantastic. sure. I'm sure Mark's go That's with his it. cream pants, yep. you
2: know. So. <laughs> and if you want to be a real wanker, put um, your name on you it. You can put your name on the <laughs> shoes too. Or like a lot of the golfers, you can see you can put the little boxing yeah. kangaroo on it. You can put an Australian flag on it. There, there are so many things you can do if you want it. If you go to FootJoy.com.au, mm. I can see you putting your name on your shoes. No, I'm I'll surprised be. you haven't. I, I had, I had to twist my own arm not to do <laughs> it. <laughs> (laughs) Hey, um, I'm really looking forward to your masterclass today. mm -hmm. The Ping Global results are back for 2024. How are we looking for feedback, Dan? Yeah, we've got some feedback already. Oh,
1: beautiful. Uh,
2: I still want to talk about the Australian Open. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about the Australian Open because it's 2024 and no one knows where it's going next year. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. It's... And no one knows the format no. of the Australian Open yeah. next year. Now, I've heard a little bit about what's going to happen and what's going on in the back room, and I am concerned. Can we talk about that after a party pie? I think we need to. Right. On.
1: Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans
2: to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Now, if you haven't checked out the Golf Clearance Outlet, then you, I can guarantee you this, are missing out. And if you have, well, you know what we're talking about. Great time to drop in because with all the new equipment released in January, good old Sam at the Golf Clearance Outlet is licking his lips because the stores are chock full of 2023 branded clearance product. And you know, that was a hell of a year for Golf Equipment, Nick. you
1: spot on there, Mark. There's heaps of gear for righties, of course, but as you know, I am a lefty, so there's a heap of gear for lefties mm-hmm. as well and plenty for both men and women and If you're after a great prezi idea, you can get gift cards
2: in-store or online. So if you're looking for great golf gear and great prices, the Golf Clearance Outlet needs to be in your plans to go and check it out. See the team in-store at Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane and Perth or online golfclearanceoutlet.com.au. It's that simple, Nick. Can't wait. Hang on, hang on, Nick. I thought you were righty-putting now.
1: Oh, that's right. I forgot. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Hey Nick, I know you've heard of the Watch My Numbers app. It is brand new and it is going to dominate the golf app scene for a long, long time. If you want to improve your game, you need to know the areas you're doing well in and where you need to improve. And this app will tell you exactly that, Nick. Yeah, you're spot on, Mark. It's the most powerful database golf app in the
1: world and it helps analyse and improve your game like never before because it uses real-time data from your rounds and highlights the areas of your game that you want to look at.
2: You get actionable and usable info in minutes, not hours. That's really important. It's easy to use. You can set up your profile very quickly. I've done mine. And start accessing data and subscriber-only content straight away. Hmm. Who's it aimed at? Well, it's aimed at people who want to improve their game. It's for all levels of Every golfer out there, particularly powerful if you're a mid to low handicapper, but it's great for the elite level and pros as well. So elite and pros as well. I like that. Watch my numbers, download it from the app store and turn your bogeys in the birdies.
0: If you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe and never miss an episode and maybe share it with a friend. Now back to Nick O'Hearn and Mark Allen. This is Talk Birdie to Me.
2: You had a chicken sandwich. You didn't have a party pie. A wrap. I like my wraps. Did you? <laughs> How about the chicken sandwiches we are get when we do the commentary? They cut the crust off. I down. did. I saw that it's yesterday. really nice. Yeah, I, I saw know, that. No,
1: you, that. You, you, you waffled that down. i tell you, it was impressive. <laughs> You've got a history of whinging about food, though. Are you, are you complaining or are you just I'm making no, an observation?
2: Yeah, no, I'm just making an observation. It is time for the Top 5. Top five, top five, top five. And this week's top five, we're about to talk about the Australian Open. Mm. My top five greatest Australian Open venues. Now, I don't care what format they are. I don't care who's playing. This is just where, you know, how the Open Championship has a rotation. Yes. I've got a five-course rotation. I'd throw in a couple others if, you know, there'd be But It could be a couple of clubs that might not be happy. Yeah, that's right. Well, there, there always is, is. and on Talk Booty to me, it's an opinion. We don't care. We just (laughs) tell you what our top five is, and that's that. (laughs) Uh, Although sometimes you make it a top ten. There, whatever. At number five, newcomer. Okay, Peninsula Kingswood, North Course. Yes, but I would be open to looking at a composite because there are some very, very good holes on the South Course around the clubhouse, Mm -hmm. and also you can drive in, park your car on the other course.
1: So if we're talking about the men and women format, Perfect that place. is a no-brainer. If, no-brainer.
2: If we, it's got to be there at some stage, yes. at some stage. At number four, Royal Adelaide. Oh, I love it. Still yeah. holds up. Whew. We had a tournament there in 1998. I was there. Um, the cup was 11 over par. That is correct. It was so hard. That <laughs> is correct. I birdied the first three holes <laughs> on the last day and I thought I was going to win. And <laughs> ended up shooting a whole stack uh, Royal I- Adelaide. Just fantastic. Yeah, love the venue. Number three. I don't know why this is controversial. It shouldn't be. But the Australian. It's big enough and bad enough to hold an Australian Open all the time. I love the joint. I reckon it's great. But some golfers don't like it as much. But as far as a venue, it is a ripper, a belter.
1: I love the first couple I played there. And then when they changed the course, I haven't liked it (laughs) since. It's just got too hard.
2: (laughs) At number two, Kingston Heath. Yeah, oh. they only got one round uh, uh, two years ago when uh, Victoria and Kingston Heath had it, but Kingston Heath is a natural fit for sure for the Australian Open. And number one, no surprises here, Royal Melbourne Composite. It's by far mm. the best golf club, our, our best golf course in the country mm. by far.
1: Yeah, it certainly is. I mean, yeah. I think
2: Royal Melbourne West is number eight in the world, generally speaking. Royal Melbourne Composite is oh. that much better than Royal Melbourne West. It's not funny. Yeah, It doesn't peach. sound right, mm. but, folks, I'm telling you, it is true.
1: Now, I heard a rumour you shot 68 at the, in the medal at Kingston Heath yes, the I other did. day. Yes, if so the did. Aussie <laughs> Open went back there, would you go
2: and Monday qualify? <laughs> 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 the funny is, I, a couple of years ago, I did try to qualify oh, yeah? for the Victoria... Kingston Heath Australian Open. Yeah, I tried the qualifier. You did? I was actually no. trying the qualifier at the Heritage where they played on the ah, weekend. That where it it was, was a waterlogged course. I yeah. shot one over, I think, and missed by a couple. Ooh, hey, yeah. I want to talk to you about the Australian Open. Yes. Because November is when we play our Australian Open, and yet we do not know where the Australian Open is going to mm. be played next year. We don't know whether it's going to be in Victoria. We don't know whether it's going to be in New South Wales. And we don't even need the format. Of what's going to happen when it's going to be men and women again. And then that makes another conundrum. If it is just going to be one event for the men, where are the women going to play? Exactly. And what is their date? Mm. Because you know this more than anybody, the date is so important for so all very, these
1: events. So very important. It's nice to get that schedule locked away early on. Because But you've got to fit all the other tournaments around it as well, the PGA. Yeah. Uh, I know the Masters isn't here, but some of our other local events, yeah. obviously, on the Aussie schedule... Hearing some things that, you know, I'm not quite comfortable with. I, I'm not sure the Sydney government uh, particularly want it again. Um, here in Victoria, who knows if they want it. Well, they're umming and ahhing. They're umming, umming because, and ahhing. Because
2: if the Victorian mm. government wanted it, if the Vic government wanted it, it's here. Right. It, it's very simple. Sure. If they put their hand up and said, Kingston Heath missed out during the COVID years, Kingston Heath's turn, mm-hmm. should be this year. Yeah.
1: Well, they got the President's Cup in a few years, It'd be too. announced.
2: Yeah. It would be announced and ready. Mm. But that announcement hasn't come. True. So, so that is disappointing. Yep. The other one, Nick, um, is that, you know, you and I talk to players. The players are not comfortable with the format. Yeah. Because you have situations where people on five under par on a Saturday or a Sunday mm-hmm. are hitting off at five hours apart, four or five yep. hours apart. Yeah. And that's not fair.
1: And that's because of the numbers in the field with the men and women combined. That, that yep. is
2: correct. You've got situations where it could, would have been a nightmare this year. Mm. If Adam Scott doesn't double, triple bug, he didn't hit his shot out of bounds and finishes on the ninth green. Yeah,
1: I know. He was on track to win the golf tournament. He really he had the yeah. lead, I think. He had he? the lead. And he was there and then he did what he did. I think he made double or a triple and finished on nine and he was out of it. So it kind of worked out that way. But if he would parred that, made a birdie coming in. We could have seen the champion finish on the ninth, what, an hour or two hours earlier? Yeah. Yeah, It would have been a bad look. It
2: would have been a bad look. Mm. Imagine if you are one of the corporates who brought all their guests Mm. and had the box right next to the 18th green. Yeah. If I'm shelling out that money (laughs) for my guests and for the betterment of Australian golf, then I want to see the final putt being Mm. held right in front of me. Yeah. Not over there.
1: No. If you're new to the golf and you say, oh, well, I'm looking at the leaderboard, Adam Scott's leading. Oh, fantastic. We had to see him. Oh, no, actually, you've got to walk that oh, you've way. You've got to
2: walk to the ninth. <laughs> so, look, there are these little format yeah. tweaks tweaks that need to be done. Uh, they got rid of the two cuts uh, last year. They did. I'm not sure whether that helped anything. I mean, well, you're probably If you're going to do it, you probably have to have a cut on Saturday, yeah, which nobody thinks is fair.
1: I think if they're going to change this format, the old way was it was, say, 50 pros yep. plus ties now yep. that didn't include amateurs so what they need to do is they need to include amateurs and in just say top 50 whether you're an yep. amateur or a pro no problem at all because yep. i think on the women's side i think theirs was top 30 pros plus ties but almost 20 women female yep. amateurs made the cut so yep. all of a sudden their numbers almost grew to 50 yep. and that's what caused a bit of an issue going forward over the weekend there was just too many players in the field
2: yeah uh, the other thing is uh we were talking about the grand prix of golf mm. If the Australian Open wants a Grand Prix of golf, then it's got to go back to just the men. Just the men, At yeah. some stage. Yeah. By the way, what we didn't talk about earlier uh, with Liv and, mm. and PGA Tour is women will be the big winners because as soon as they get the men organised, it's an absolute guarantee. They're next. That the women are next mm-hmm. and they'll get their own event. So that needs to be what Luckily, Nick... I've got the answer for Golf Australia. <laughs> you,
1: you've always got the answer. I'm,
2: luckily, I've got the answer he's here. He's
1: solving world golf problems every week. It's <laughs> yeah. incredible. Well, well, yeah, it's amazing. This
2: is just for the Australian Open. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so let's, let's take the men and the women's Australian Open, because those two events can comfortably stand by themselves. Mm. They are wonderful, wonderful events. I, I remember when... Um, uh, the Women's uh, Australian Open was held in Adelaide. That was a sensational event. It was. Uh, yeah. it, was it was an absolutely brilliant event, and the, we know the men's are. What I would do, because I know that Golf Australia, one of their key, uh, what would we, what we call them? Initiatives? Platforms, yeah, initiatives, is to try and get men and women together. And mm-hmm. try and, we know how well the Victorian Open works with men and women. It works a treat. And one of the reasons it works a treat is because it's the Vic Open. It's not the premier event of the country. So if I was James Sutherland, G'day James, we're gonna get you on the podcast at some stage. If I was James Sutherland, I would look at copying what they do at the Vic Open with the New South Wales Open, the Queensland Open, the WA Open, and getting those events, men's and women, Mm -hmm. because those things that are annoying at our biggest event, can be tolerated by all if those tournaments go to, instead of whatever they are at the moment, what are they, Vic Open's out saying, that New South Wales Open, 400000 mm-hmm. If those prize monies went up, in, let's say they're all million-dollar tournaments, then I think that would work so well. And I think you would still get a lot of people coming out to the WA Open watching the men and the women. Now, you know, we saw it at the Australian Open, the men's field was a little bit more than the women's field. That's mm-hmm. fine if they're going to do it. But I think that would tick a lot of boxes For Golf Australia, they still are seen as making sure that men and women are looked after and getting people more, and believe me, more and more people will come to those events if they are men's and women's at that level, but also then we'll get the Men's Australian Open on its own two feet, Mm. the Women's Australian Open on its own two feet, get the Women's Australian Open back the L.E.T. or the PGA Tour yep. or the L- LPGA because mm-hmm. that's very important yep. and get the men's a real platform yep. on the DP World Tour. The only
1: issue I have, yes, I'm sorry, yes, I've got to yes. bring it up, is yes. scheduling Yeah. and trying to get the best females to come back and play all those state yeah. opens if you want to call them that. So it's the New South Wales yeah. Open, the W Open, Queensland Open. The schedule is the issue yeah. because usually they're overseas playing yeah, yeah, yeah. their other events.
2: So, so unfortunately... Those Vic Opens and New South Wales Opens—they they're not going to have the greatest fields mm, in the whole world, sure. but they will be wonderful platforms for our youngest to yes. come through. Just like the Vic Opens and WA Opens and New South Wales Opens are already for the men. I would also—I'm not finished.
1: Okay, because. <laughs> Because the other thing you got to think of, we've all already got the Webex Players Series events yep. here, but that's they're playing for the same prize. Yeah, that's right. Which is very and interesting.
2: They've all, they've all been great. Yeah. They've we've been, got they're, two they're, coming up these next two weeks. They've been wonderful. They Hopefully, they'll be able to do both. But I would have all the smaller events before Christmas, and then I would have our big events for the Australian Open, men and women, the biggest ones, in February. Because we can see it right now. Uh, cricket, I'm sick of already. In about three weeks, they're going to be sick of tennis, and golf would be just magnificent right there in February. It's just sitting there waiting for us. Hang on, you're sick of tennis after <laughs> three two, weeks. two and a half weeks of an Australian Open. That's right. Jeez, obviously, you have got obviously, much tolerance, No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. But, 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 but again, in the same token, tennis people will be sick of golf. Uh, by the end of February, and then guess what? The NRL and the AFL start, and then we're away, and it's just a beautiful little fit. And believe me, golf will have the back page to themselves in February
1: for a month. All right, it'll well, be great. Hey, let's go. Let's go upstairs and talk to James. James, if you need me to come in and say hello,
2: <laughs> you've got my number. You've been
0: saying for I reckon about twenty episodes. We'll get James Suttle on, on the on the yeah, we, will. we will. You yeah, going to uh, actually get off your ass and organise something I'm calling.
2: I'll get him. We'll, okay. we'll get him on. Actually, okay. I, I've been told, I've just got a text message while we're doing um, we're doing our pod from Huntingdale Golf Club next week, one of the iconic uh, golf venues. Beautiful. Uh, they're in the middle of a redo, and Michael Cocking, who is doing that redo, would like to talk to us. So oh, we might have yeah, a, a, a bit of a bonus. We might do Ooh. our regular stuff, well, but have uh, a Michael Cocking bonus. Uh, one last thing, okay, yes. before we go, because yes. the Australian Open, you're yes. talking
1: about different <laughs> venues. I would love to see it go across to Perth, okay? Yeah. Late, Lake Carina. Wow. However, in the current format, the issue is the... What's uh, the second course? What's the second course? And around Lake up, the only thing I can think of might be, say, uh, Cottesloe or the one I'd love to see it at selfishly would be Mount Lawley. And yeah. because you mentioned Mike Cocking there, uh, his company OCM are redoing Mount Lawley at yeah. the moment. Well, and they'd from, want to hurry up because the from all, is in November. It's not going to be finished. But from <laughs> all accounts, they've done 12 out of the 18 holes, and apparently it is stunning. Oh, no, so my, I want to talk to Mike about that. Michael
2: Cocking is the number one. By the way, I didn't mention this. Perth really want the Australian Open Golf. Ah, okay. Perth really want it. Yeah. It's an option for them. Okay. They, they, they want to steal big events from the Eastern Seaboard of Australia, and they want the Australian Open Golf. Love that idea.
1: Time zones are a little of the issue with, you know, yeah. broadcasts and things, but that can be worked out.
2: Lake Up's had Australian Open's before, hasn't it?
1: Yes. Yeah, for, and for sure. It's uh, had it was quite, a, quite a long time ago. But, yeah, they had the… Johnny Walker Johnny classics. Walker, yes,
2: exactly. Uh, only the best players yeah. shoot course records around. Day, like, <laughs> oh, football, yeah, like, okay. Uh, only the very best. Sure. And some even do it sober. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: in news just in, uh, Nick, uh, we've just heard that we're at Huntingdale next week. Were you aware of this or as much as springs uh, on both? So,
1: Apologies. Par- that's okay. Yeah. I'm,
2: I'm, <laughs> Apologies. You know, that's I'm like, a
1: professional golfer. I'm used to adapting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> look, look, look. Alex McGillgrave has just said, what's that? Marco, what time do you need? want Mike? 2 p.m.? Also, I have booked the boardroom for you. Alex. Uh-huh. Very nice. Oh, yeah. that's nice. nice.
1: Uh-huh. Right.
0: Would you like some feedback? I would. I would love
2: some feedback.
0: Okay, we've got a few already. Uh, just a bit, because over the break, we were playing some some best of pods. We were repurposing some top fives and masterclasses, yeah. and we had a, a, lot of, a lot of comments on some of that. Uh, I won't read all of them, just a few. Rye has said, the tip marker you gave regarding the hip turn in November, nice. I didn't realise how little my hips were turning. I've since incorporated that as a main swing thought. It took a couple of weeks of extra training, but it's given me at least an extra club distance through the bag.
2: Wow. Thanks. Holy dolly. Pretty That's good. fantastic. Yeah. It's funny... Um a lot of the time when you practice down the range and you haven't got a worry in the world, your hips and your shoulders, they turn so freely. But as soon as you put that pencil and a card in your back pocket, things tighten up. So sometimes you little you need a little reminder on the golf course to turn those little hips.
0: Yeah. Dale has written in, imagine if World Golf Boys and Girls was set up like World Tennis. The whole, world eyeball, whole world's eyeballs are on Australia and New Zealand for a couple of weeks. Mm. Then it moves to the next country.
2: Yeah. yeah get ready. I, I, I think it's going to happen. I think it's pointing... For it all to end up that way, I think the women's tour will be really easy to do. I don't think they'll have mm. an LPGA tour, an LET tour, and a live tour. I think the women's just a really easy one. We're just going to give you 40 events, girls. It's all going to be on the one tour. We're going to travel all over the world, yeah. and you're going to play for three times as much cash.
1: Well, they already do a lot of traveling, yeah. don't they? Yeah. So it makes. Yeah. Perfect sense.
0: One of the uh, one of the bits of content that we, we played over the summer break was uh, your top five worst rules in golf, Mark. Oh, yes, yes. And we had a couple of suggestions for add, additions to it. Right. Carlos has
2: said no relief from fairway divots. Totally agree. Well, well done, Carlos. That no 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 relief. If, see, he he thinks that's a, one of the worst rules. One of the worst golf. rules. He thi- he wants he wants relief.
1: Oh, he wants relief. Oh, oh, sorry, Carlos. Sorry, mate.
2: (laughs) We like to keep that rule in, Carlos, because it stops snowflakes from playing our game. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, geez, the elites looking after themselves here. Cameron (laughs) Percy said uh, long
1: putters being legal. Oh, Cameron. Yeah, he's uh, on the. uh, Did he get his Champions Tour card? He did. Yeah, he did. He just did recently, yeah. Sam's so, a great bloke.
2: Again, he thinks that's a bad rule, long putters being legal. He thinks it's. Okay, yeah. see, I'm getting confused yeah. now. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he could read it either way, to be honest, but yeah, yeah so I, I think that's right. Okay. How good that Cam Percy sends it in. Oh. He loves the pot, I know that. He absolutely lives for Does it. Does he need the long putter? Is no, no, no no, 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 no. He's saying he hates long putters. Oh, okay. Hang so on. W- why do we rules. get him to clarify? I'll see if I can get him on. Get okay.
0: him to clarify. Let's, yeah. let's get him to clarify. I'll
2: get him on the same episode as uh, James Sutherland. Right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen Barron has said, I'm loving both of Nick's books. Great reading, an Aussie version of the Little Red Book.
1: Oh, very kind. It yeah. is a
2: great book, Nick. Very kind. A lot of people that I speak to love your yeah. book. Thank you. It's yeah. annoying. It's a very <laughs> annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Got a message from
0: Patrick Walker who said, Happy New Year, Mark and Nick. Really enjoying your TV work from The Heritage. It's excellent with little golf tips for mugs like me. Very
2: nice. Well, that's kind of our platform, isn't it? I mean, um, we have limited resources, but they do an amazing job. And in the time that we have free, you know, three and a five hour coverage, Mm. we we like to try and help um, all golfers. And I love picking Nick's brain when we see something. I love asking Nick questions, particularly Mm. about the short game stuff and how you think. Uh, how you set yourself the hit mm. shots because he's, he's world class at that stuff.
0: So you guys talk about the the limited resources. You mentioned this a few times. As a and you're inside the bubble, right? So you're yep. seeing it all. Happen. As a bloke sitting on the couch watching it, I think it looks great.
1: Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, well that's ha- that's because. Jam TV and those guys are doing amazing job. They, they
2: mm. are tight. Ty- the, the work they do and the camera crew, the cameras, honestly, mm. it's like star skin huts. They're on the back yeah. of golf buggies going from one hole to on the yeah. next.
1: They're giving us some great views on the lines of putts. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah, it's
0: really good. Okay, the last one. This is a question for you guys, and this is on your short softy masterclass from a few pods ago. Oh, that was a short while ago. Softie. That was yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, okay. It was a while ago. And this comes from KC8923. Um, okay. Unusual right. name. What's the key to not fatting it, which is my nemesis? Ah, the short
1: softy, not fatting it. (laughs) (laughs) It just sounds completely wrong. This is
2: the wrong podcast and this sort of stuff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would say what is happening is uh, Casey is decelerating. So you've got to keep the momentum going through the ball. If you ever decelerate or slow down through the ball or you go back a little short and you speed up, you change change your rhythm basically from the backswing to the through swing. That transition is all important. So try and smooth out the transition. Just keep it the same speed going through and you'll catch it perfect every time. If there's any change, that's where the mishits come from. So if Casey does that, we might at some point be hearing from him on mm. the Ping Global results, yeah?
0: I would think so. Yes. Maybe.
2: Well are we gonna play the music again this year? I think we have to. Yeah. I I get I get the back of the head yeah, goosebumps.
1: My hairs are standing up. Yeah, I get goosebumps. Chills. Chills. So the first Ping Global Results, we actually did miss a tournament. I've (laughs) got to go back one because we started a little late. But we had a tournament on the PGA Tour over in Hawaii The century. Chris Kirk. Great win for him. Obviously, was, he's had his battles How was that? Was it a the 5
2: iron on the seventeenth that he hit from it? Just, it was one of the oh, best shots of his life. It was the shot of the year. Yeah, it was the <laughs> shot of the year. You're right.
1: Because it was the first week of the year. No, it was. <laughs> uh, he won the Honda last year, and he had about an eight-year drought or something between wins, and he'd been battling alcoholism and things like that. So it was a phenomenal win. So I just had to get that in for Chris. He defeated uh, Fagala and Spieth, who were both charging down the stretch. It was a fun tournament to watch. Now,
2: More 400-yard drives hit that week oh, than any other week in the history yeah. of golf.
1: And I think Max Homer hit the longest drive on um, yeah. ever or something. Yeah. It was like 480 yards. Yeah. Is Apparently that right? Apparently
2: the elevation change from the 17th, 38th green is equivalent of a 30-storey building. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's quite it's, big.
1: That's why uh, they hit them so far. Yeah, it's yeah. built on the side of a volcano. Yeah. Quickly on the, the PGA Tour, and, and one thing we didn't talk about earlier, Mark, was uh, they over the summer here, uh, they decided they're Player of the Year and Rookie of the Year. Now, there's a bit of controversy. <laughs> Player of the Year went to Scotty Scheffler, As opposed to John Rahm, who won the Masters. Won the Masters, won four times. Won four times. Scheffler won twice, including the players. But Scheffler did have about 20 top fives in a row or something like that. Top tens, I don't know what it was. It was insane golf. Thoughts on uh,
2: on all that? I think top tens should be the uh, tiebreaker. Okay. So I think if you win four events, including a major. Yeah. I think there's no need for a I think a the Major just, yeah. just does it. There's no need for a Major. But there's this, no need for any tiebreaker with top ten. So, and interestingly, be
1: the player of the year. these things are voted on by the players. Yes. And I think it was around the time that he signed for Liv. So, that might have <laughs> had a little bit to do with it. They might <laughs> have given you, you're a, taking uh, the money and we can't. Yeah, Scotty, you deserve it. it, it. You deserve it. You're, you're loyal. It, I promise. <laughs> and then, on the other side of it, this is a bit close to your heart. Yeah. The Rookie of the Year. Yeah, Went to it. Eric Cole. Oh, I love him. As opposed to Louis Ludwig. Oh. What about hang on a second. How did Ludwig not win it? Exactly. How did Ludwig not win it?
2: How on earth did he not win it? He Suck. did all of what Eric Cole uh, did and I he know. did it in a third of a season.
1: Again, I think it's one you know, all the guys out there they see this young yeah. superstar coming along and they're going and they and they go, you know what? We're going to give it to an old grinder here instead of uh, the young up-and-comer. Because Eric Cole's in his mid-30s, and he's been a mini-tour mini, mini tour player all his life. The PGA so.
2: Tour have always had it against us, mm. people from Texas Tech. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they've, they've held us there back for a long time.
1: Now, I'm going to we, – we're doing this pod at a time when uh, – because you're going on holiday. Yes, I we're am. It's very my selfish. Fault. It's my fault. Very selfish. I apologize. We're doing it at a time where the Sony hasn't finished. Now, they're coming down the stretch, and your favorite player is – Tied for the lead right now. Kevin Yuan. Carl Yuan. Carl Yuan. Kevin played yesterday at the Heritage. Is that his
2: brother? Uh, Are they they related in any way? Uh, Who knows? I doubt it. I'm sure
1: there's a few Yuans out there, but anyway. Um,
2: Predict. Give us a
1: prediction. Well, he is at 16 under at the moment. Henley's 16. Ben Arn's 16. Carl
2: must be finished, is he? Is he in the clubhouse? And
1: your favourite player, Keegan Bradley, is also tied (laughs) at 16. Grayson Murray. Gee, there's a bunch of them. Um, Anyone in the clubhouse? Yeah, Carl. The problem is the 18th hole is a par five birdie ball. I'm going to pick Russell Henley. I think he's going to birdie the last, and then it'll be a playoff over Bradley and Grayson Murray. That's my prediction. ABB. There you go. Anyone
2: but Bradley. Anyway, so just... (laughs) (laughs) He's bad for golf, Dan. Uh, I know you hate him. I know know you're not a fan. I don't hate him. I Mm. hate what he does on a golf course. It's bad for golf. And people will look at what he does and go, wow, that's how you play fantastic golf. I'm going to start doing that.
1: And he was part of the social media world over the last few days when he was lining up a putt from behind. He had the finger point going with the aim point. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, but in the background, because I had him on camera, <laughs> <laughs> one of the players is behind him, walks up to a tree and starts taking a leap. <laughs> <Yeah, it's a, laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> have, we, have we posted that yet? No, on we episode? haven't. Oh, no, we should. We, we will. We got to post that. And, on and the stations. camera quickly panned away just before he was about to. Oh uh, my God. Anyway, don't they have a player. <laughs> he was about to show us a portal. <laughs> <laughs> don't they have a
2: portaloo on every tee? Uh, Around on no, the PJ tour? No, apparently not. Not in so. Hawaii. Right? <laughs> it,
1: that was pretty wide open where he was going, <laughs> I will say. Jeez. Anyway. Um, do, you, do you
2: get fined for that? Uh, that should be a. a, a what, what's the standard fine I, over there? Oh. You would never have got fined. Nick who might have, but not not <laughs> Nick, O'Hu Nick O'Hu. would have.
1: Nick O'Han never <laughs> did.
0: I wonder if... Uh, who, who was the player having a leak? Who was Who was it? It
1: was hard to tell. Yeah. I had, someone said it could have been Grayson Murray. No, it, was Grayson. It, it was Grayson. Yeah, it was Grayson. it was Grayson. Well, he's got a bit of a temper
0: on him, so... Uh, okay. It's lucky he, they cut away, because if they hadn't, we might have found if Grayson was <laughs> under par or over par.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good there, Dan. Very good. Okay, uh, DP World Tour, their first event just finished Sunday night.
2: Yeah, I missed the finish. What happened?
1: So phenomenal golf tournament
2: so fleetwood rory Final, in group. yeah how good is that for yeah. a pairing by the awesome.
1: way and they were going back and forth back and forth neck and neck rory makes three birdies from 11 12 13 has a two filter on 14 and three putts he does not he three putts
2: how far past did he hit the first oh, hit?
1: four or five feet oh my god yeah, yeah it was a shocking was it putt.
2: down was it was a downhill he just tried to slam yeah, it in the back or i think something? he
1: tried to jam it and just it was a bad oh bad stroke anyway right. But those two are going at it. Also, Thriston Lawrence, uh, a South African, was as well. But Rory had the lead playing the last hole. He birdied seven, uh, 16, I think, or 17, and, and Fleetwood had bogey. Yeah, so they yeah. flipped it again. Rory hooks one in the water, oh. makes bogey, and Fleetwood birdies the last to win by wow. a stroke. It was a phenomenal time. Incredible. Now, oh, I'm going to do my master class on uh, putting routines. I'm just going to... Good. I'll talk about this shortly. But Rory, for me, I've always spoken about his routines. He, needs, like he needs to tidy him up. He needs to tidy him up. And, you know, he's the best player. One of yeah. the best players in the send world. Send him Isn't a copy best? of your book. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't think he's going to... Oh, well, maybe I should send it to Brad Faxon. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, anyway. <laughs> 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 Who's helping him? Um, but, anyway, we'll, I'll talk about that All a bit right, later. Good. Now, locally, we had the Heritage Classic. You and I commentated yes. with yes. Stacey Peters. And we had Jimmy Emanuel on the golf course. Maddie Griffin. You know, it got close. I said, so this is what oh, yeah. I said would happen, and yeah. it kind of did. I said Jack Carter would catch yep. Matty Griffin. He, he started with on. a five shot lead. He got within one, uh, and in the end, Maddie just blew him away. Yep. Six six strokes in the end. So, uh, a great oh. performance. The heritage.
2: I thought when Jack Carter eagled four, mm. it was game on. Yes,
1: but it was. It was. He got within one for 30 seconds because Matt, Matt Griffin rolled in a birdie just after him. But
2: then the real Matt Griffin turned up yep. and just uh, wiped him. Mm.
1: Yeah, his routine changed a little bit as well, so that's part of the masterclass. So a lot of fascinating stuff, but congratulations to Matt. Great win for him. It's been a long time. Was it 2016, I think it was, uh, when he won the New Zealand Open?
2: And got the moment with his little fella running up to him. You had one of those moments too, didn't you? I had one with my daughter.
1: Australian PGA? Yeah, Australian PGA. My daughter could run. My other was uh, too young. It was in my wife's arms. Beautiful. (laughs) Good on you. But anyway, uh, great effort by the Heritage uh, Golf and Country Club to get the course up up to standard because they had like 140 mils on the weekend. I mean, how they got that golf course and No preferred lines was just simply amazing. Now, big, uh, big week in golf coming this week, Asian Q School Finals. Huge. Big week, because we know that's a bit of a stepping mm. stone to live now with the International Series. We have 18 Australians playing, yep. including your buddy, Max, Max Charles, Charles, Charles is and there. Jordan Zunick's there as well. Yes. Uh, four New Zealanders, and next this year coming 2024 is a bigger schedule than last year, so it's it's a good, it's uh, a good, tour, to jump good on. tour to get onto that yeah. one. So we'll keep you an eye it. out for that one. The LPGA kicks off their season, uh, the Tournament of Champions at Lake Nona. Uh, Which was part of the...
2: What's what's Lake Nona like? Good good, track. Good place? Good place. Yeah, Yeah, it's
1: where a lot of the European players lived, like Stenson and Poulter and Ells, Rose, all those. They Uh, all parked themselves there. They all parked themselves there. Whereas I was at Isleworth, which was the other side of Orlando, and then we used to play the Tavistock Cup. It was basically a pennant match on steroids. Just fantastic. Yeah, we had Tiger and Stewie and Rob and all, you know. Did you ever
2: lose? Uh, it went back and forth. It was, it was a lot of fun. Because Europeans were, you know,
1: dominating the Ryder Cup. Uh, yeah, not in the Tavistock Cup. No. <laughs> <laughs> not with Nico O'Hoo No, exactly. So, uh, Champions Tour resumes in Hawaii. So, we'll look out for some of the Aussies playing there this year. Corn Ferry Tour is in the Bahamas. And this week here in Australia, we have the Webex Players Series at Cobram Brugger, where Sarah Jane Smith is the defending champion. And that is the... Ping global results. Great stuff. Now before we move on to the masterclass, quick question for you guys. We had a
0: snap poll that we put up about Christmas time. Like so about three weeks ago now. And the poll was this Snap poll, playing around even a lazy nine holes on Christmas morning. Yes or no? I would have said yes, many people saying absolutely. Christmas morning? Christmas morning. Absolutely. So the answers were, or the percentages were yes, 62%. Yes. No, 23%. Yeah. And FWG. Fair with a golfer, yeah, fifteen (laughs) percent. Okay, (laughs) Okay. so you guys are yeses, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I used to
2: buy. I remember my family. We used to sneak on uh, Metropolitan Golf Club uh, on a Christmas day. We used to go play Metro. Metro didn't make your
1: Aussie venues either.
2: No, well, there's Apologies. been yeah, there's been a few alterations down there by somebody, and uh, I don't think it's no, going to get know. back anytime soon. Well, Metro's a soft spot. Yeah. My I left career. Victoria off too. Victoria, yeah. if there was a seven rotation, Vic's in. It could
1: be rotation. a top
2: seven, Mark. <laughs> never, no, it's never a top five, Nick. It's a top okay. five.
0: Oh, Nicky, the top ten. Oh, no, yeah, I mean, no, there's right.
2: strict rules this year. I've got oh. to do top five. You've so, got okay. to respect the top five. Okay,
0: we'll do. Will. All right. Speaking of respect, masterclass.
1: It's about routines, and I'm going to do pre-shot routines on the putting green, and I've found there are two different ways to do it, and it it all comes down to, are you able to see the line clearly? Do you struggle with lining your ball up or or getting the line, or are you very good with that and you just want to kind of freewheel it? So there's a couple of different ways you should do your putting routine. I like how this has started. This is good. So... What you'll notice, for example, Rory McIlroy, if we, if you take the Dubai Invitational, for example, Rory McIlroy, he stands behind the ball and he has practice strokes side on looking directly down the line. Jordan Spieth does a very yeah. similar thing.
2: Aaron Badley too.
1: Aaron Badley. They walk in, they put the putter head behind the line, right hand only for a right-handed golfer. That's always a good thing because they're squaring the putter head up nicely. Take their stance, stroke the putt. So that... That Rory McIlroy style is good for people who struggle to line their putts up correctly. Okay. You might want to use a line on the ball. Mm. Okay. Now, the second option is to have practice swings next to the ball. So stand behind, get a bit of an idea of the line you want to take. Tommy Fleetwood did this. Walk in next to the ball, have a practice stroke, one or two, three, depending on what you want to do. Tommy Fleetwood only took one. Move your putter in behind the ball and stroke the putt. Those mm-hmm. sorts of players, this is the way I do it. I see my lines very easily. I'm not a, I am not know exactly where I'm aiming. For the players who struggle to know where they're aiming, you want to stand behind, have your practice strokes, walk in, put the putter head behind, and that is the easiest way to yep. line the putter head up behind the ball. So there's two different styles. Now, getting mm-hmm. back to what I was talking about with Rory earlier, the issue I have with Rory in his long game with his putting is he changes the number of looks when he's over the ball. Putting, he has two, three, sometimes four full swing, he usually has four to five, and that varies. Mm. On the last shot of the day when he hooked it in the water, he had seven. Yeah. So what that tells me is he's thinking about things he shouldn't because the amount of looks you have over the ball, whether it's your full swing or your putting, you watch Fleetwood mm. on that final green when he holds that final putt. His routine is this. He has a practice swing next to the ball, puts his putter head behind the ball, has one look, and he goes, and he never changed that routine when it mattered the most, and that is why he put a good stroke on it. Rory, on that final tee, he took two or three extra looks, and he knew he wasn't going to hit a good drive as soon as I saw him take those extra looks. So that's something I think Rory needs to work on going forward. Yeah, absolutely. That's the masterclass. I'm going to put a video up of those two different putting routines on socials and Basically, you pick one to suit yourself. Can I
2: just add to it a little bit? Because Mm. uh, I think golfers have always had this in the back of their minds. Why would you practice one way and then under pressure do something totally different? Yes. It doesn't make sense. So if you are finding yourselves on the driving range and you're a practiser, and you take one or two or three looks, however many Mm -hmm. wangles, if that's how you practice then why under pressure would you do it totally differently? Exactly. And this is the principle that you are talking about at the highest level. Yes, and
1: I've seen Rory on the range take one or two looks with his full swing and then he takes four or five out on the golf course. It's baffling for someone who's so good. That's right. And I would love to see him be more reactive with his long game on the golf course if he did that. Uh, everyone would be playing for second. So
2: really you should meet in the middle. If you're his coach, you go, Okay, you're taking not enough yep. looks when you practice, too many yep. uh, when you're actually under pressure. Let's meet in the middle. Three looks. Three looks in the three looks when you're practicing yep. in between waggles. And then under pressure, we need you to do exactly the same. Spot on. Not hard. Sitting here yeah. at Golfers so headquarters. So easy. <laughs> it's not hard at all. Uh, well, first show done. Well, nice to see you boys. Yeah. Well done,
1: guys. Looking forward to a big
2: year. All right. Think about me this week when I'm sitting by a pool. Just uh, twiddling oh, my thumbs, yeah. reading the book. Friggin' okay. shandies. Yeah, that, that is exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> see you next week. Cheers.
0: Thanks for being part of Talk Birdie to me with Nick O'Hearn and Mark Allen. And if you want to be part of the show, drop us a message or comment on the socials. Or you can send an email or leave a voicemail at talkbirdytome.com.au. Thanks to the great team at Ping, they're the best in the business and they'll help you play your best. And the Golf Clearance Outlet. If you're after top quality at prices you won't beat, check them out. Golfclearanceoutlet.com.au Talk Birdy to Me's executive producer is Dan Bradley at Kaizen Media. Sound design, Daryl Misson at loudzebra.com.